I cannot recall ever having to do what I'm about to do now. Because of my experience last night with the five o'clock crowd. I feel I need to coach you a little bit about my homily before I give it so you understand where I'm going with it. When I start the homily, there are going to be four or five times when I say, peace be with you. Do you hear that quiet? That's exactly what I need from you this morning. Last night, five o'clock, could not get past and with your spirit, <laughs> which ruins the whole theme and, and pace of the homily. So all I need to do today is sit, relax, listen to my whole homily with every fiber of your being, and not say a word. <laughs> Can we do that? Thank you. Peace be with you. I just lost my job. Peace be with you. I worry about my daughter's relationship with an abusive boyfriend. Peace be with you. My spouse and I never speak anymore. Peace be with you. I'm flunking English. Peace be with you. I have cancer. Peace be with you. I've just been through the experience of yet another mass shooting. Three times in today's gospel, Jesus addresses his disciples with the greeting, peace be with you. They've just experienced the horrific death of their Lord and Master. And with this greeting, Jesus is using it as a way of promising life, healing, joy, and hope. And don't we desire those gifts too? But very frequently, Jesus' greeting of peace is at odds with our worries and our troubles in life. And as these worries and troubles begin to press in all around us, it's understandable when we start to question things. Can we really believe in Jesus' greeting? Is there a reason to hope for his gift of peace? Those are serious questions. And many people who criticize religion would suggest that faith is only a denial, an illusion, a way of pretending that things are fine when really they're not. And from that perspective, 
Jesus' greeting might come across as a string of empty words. But there is more than words in this gospel. Immediately after Jesus greets his disciples, he follows it with action. He says, peace be with you, and then he shows him his hands and his side. There's not even a breath space between the greeting and the scars. And what Jesus is doing with this is uniting peace with woundedness. He does this to show us that woundedness is not to be hidden, but is to be shared. When we share our woundedness, it leads to compassion, which in turn leads to peace. Now, Jesus isn't telling us that we should go around dumping all of our problems and, and pain on everybody else. Although, I'm sure we all know someone who likes to take their misery and use it to manipulate people. But what Jesus is telling us is in relationships of friendship and love and just basic humanity, we can sometimes serve others not just with strength, but even more so with weakness. When someone is worried, fearful, grieving, or in pain, isn't our immediate reaction is like, we got to fix this problem. But in so many circumstances, that ability is not given to us. We can't take away that which threatens other people. What we can do, what Jesus invites us to do, is to display our weakness and let the other know that we too have fears and worries and losses and pain. When we share our weakness, we say, you are not alone. I understand. I will be with you. Together we can face this thing. Now I know some of you here today don't like to hear this and you don't want to admit it, but all of us are wounded. All of us have our own fears and pains and our worries. And today in the gospel, we're told that our woundedness is not to be hidden, but to be shared. Our struggles are not to be denied, but used to bring about healing in someone else. Again, when we share our weakness, it leads to compassion. In turn, that leads to peace. The risen Jesus still bears the scars of his passion. 
and he uses his woundedness to bring Thomas to faith and the disciples to joy. And he does this as an example for us. Each one of us bears the scars of this past week's shootings, as well as our own problems and worries and troubles. We should not be ashamed to share our woundedness with each other, especially those we love. In doing so, they can see in the truth and honesty of our weakness someone who stands with them. Sharing that weakness opens the door to the peace and joy and hope of the risen Christ. During these last six weeks of our Easter season, May each of us have the compassion to open as many doors as possible to help others hope in the promise of peace.